and welcome to How to Win Lottery Season 7 graphic content. And really, honestly, maybe for the first time, living up to the title. Today's yeah. episode, Prison Pit by Johnny Ryan. I'm Joey Lewandowski. This is uh, Shreds coming at you. Hey, Shreds. How are you? I'm good. The, um, do, the, you th- do you think that this is, like, of, I, maybe of all the stuff that, that we've read, this is the most, like, uh, trigger warning-y or, or, like... So here's my big question to you. Is Johnny Ryan an edgelord or is he, like, playing into edgelord? Like, is he appealing to... Because, like... There's stuff in here that he's like he's yeah. using like vulgarity and uh-huh. and and racial epithets and stuff that like uh-huh. seem to just be triggering just to trigger people. Yeah, is he that? Do you know if he's that way? Is he like playing? Because there's stuff in here just like if you don't know what you're. I still think it's funny that like I had my parents buy this for me for Christmas. I, yeah, I told you. Yeah, because um, you're just like yeah. That's, well, when, getting, when you said that, when you were like, oh yeah, I asked like I gave my parents like they they were asking me what to what to get, so I told them prison bit. And I was just like prison bit. You better hope they don't open that up and look at it, man. It's gonna be weird. There's a dick on almost every page. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, but is he an edgelord or is he just appealing to those kind of people? Do you know anything about him as like a person? I don't I don't know anything about him as a person. Um, I don't really care. Uh I, I don't care either. I'm just curious. Yeah, I I, I I think that he is um you know, like I, I, I think I think he is an edgelord, but like in a sense that like But you like it. He's pushing boundaries, and I think that this is not uh, I think as a text, this has its social value. Um, I don't know. I think any offense that can be taken by it is is offense that that should be like rerouted through um, a critical lens of like why you're you're meant to be offended by it. Because clearly he's like trying to offend, and yes. and I think that there. I yeah I think I think there is like reason and and uh, purpose behind that agitation, um, and which is something that I'm okay with. I think it's very simple, although I don't exactly know the specific wording. But what would you say Prison Pit is about, and like and, and what happens in it? It's about a guy um, whose name I think is Cannibal Fuckface, <laughs> who gets uh, kicked off uh not not i mean like as a punishment for something mm-hmm. he is dumped in a pit like 300 sparta kind of into that kind of pit yeah a, a pit that brings him to a planet that is like sort of like a mad max type planet where you have these creatures in costumes that it is like a world of almost total violence this the the best we were talking about it in the i think in the bitter root episode but this feels like the drawings as a kid of just like fucking wild monsters and shit just like yeah yeah yeah, for sure yeah my biggest not regret is the wrong word i want to read this in a version where the pages are like wet and smudgy and streaked <laughs> like it feels like the kind of thing that like shouldn't be like pristine you know what i mean like i yeah, want yeah, it to be like yeah. drawn in like math class and like it rains right. on it a little bit and kind of smudges I, yeah like i that. have like a really nice hardcover version of yeah it that was like pretty expensive and <laughs> Like I have like that co- the complete collection. It's mm-hmm. on a hardcover, but it's just like this is too nice. Like I want it to be like if, yeah, I yeah, want it to be like as yeah. gnarly as the content uh-huh. is. Like and you should be reading it in like a in like a, a punk club while Cannibal Corpse plays and and like maybe like you're in the toilet where there's graffiti all over yeah. the walls and stuff like that. But it basically is he he gets sent to this world like this Mad Max world like you're saying, and he just like fights dudes for seven hundred pages. Yeah, and there is a there there is a. Uh, uh, a very like kind of hard to understand for me thing where it's like there is 
a uh, Yanni and a phallus and they come together. They're like a little alien thing that has like a stinger and they come together to create this gem thing that is, uh, I mean, what is it? I don't know. No idea. (laughs) Um, Other than like the entire, like, so there's like a dick on every page. Yeah. There's like something phallic or a literal dick or something Yannick. Or something he winds up fucking. Right. Um, there's, a, there's a lot of uh, sexual violence and there's a lot of general mutilation. But it's like this is – it's it's almost like what it was building toward. Like he has to get the other part. Like it, it feels like a video game. It's like the two parts and they come together and then you can like take the elevator to the final boss or whatever. Yeah. And that's see, – like, I, I don't I don't know what it is. I don't well, know how to describe I, it better than that. Like, okay. So so like my my – Here's my, like, take on it that is, like, maybe a little too, like, thought out or something like that. It's it's this idea that um, a justice system, like a total, total carceral state um, that uh, is based entirely around punishment and violence um, that is, like, you know, taking prisoners and putting them in mm-hmm. a world mm-hmm. of perpetual pain where they have to uh, – continually be brutal to survive and to, to like, it, it recreates a world where of, of, of total crime, um, that all that that does is increase violence and, and crime and, and hatred. And, uh, you know, a lot of like, it's, it's, it's prison pit, right? So a lot of the sexual violence is playing on tropes of, uh, that, that we've seen over and over again and that people joke around about like how 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 much do you remember in your life people joking about prison rape Mm -hmm. like over and over Mm -hmm. and over again right it's there's a name of a tool song called prison rape there is uh, a joke in that movie beer league where Artie, i think it's Artie lang yells uh oh i used to fuck guys bigger than you in prison um and and so like it's playing on that idea and ultimately to me like what it's saying is in a world where justice looks exactly like crime, mm-hmm. like what hope is there? What what can you look for? And like you can reflect that directly back into the real world and, and the, the way that we treat um, anyone. I mean people who have committed crimes but also people who haven't committed crimes and are subject to violent authority in any way, right? Like there's – I think that's really – I mean, it's laid out the entire thing, but like at the end, when like the final, like, again, I'll just call him like the final boss. He has to yeah. fight. He's in charge of the prison. He's like, you're all free. Whoever kills him gets immunity for life. Uh-huh. And they all just wind up killing each other. Yeah. Cause like there's, you know, yeah, yeah. Cause they all want to be the one to kill him. So they have to kill the guy who's trying to kill him. Right. It's essentially like mimicking a capitalist market in, in which people are uh, self destroying and destroying in order to chase this unattainable goal. Yep. And even when they, Try, even when they reach the goal, that goal kills them anyway. Yep. Um, and it almost feels like, you know, it doesn't get into this because like 10 pages after that, the entire planet blows up, right? Well, I think that's important too. Right. But I, but yeah, I mean, yeah. like, it feels like in a way that warden, for lack of a better word, or maybe is the warden explicitly, uh, would be like commended. Like you saved so much money having all these prisoners die. Yeah, yeah, right? exactly. Yeah, right. Um, but yeah, like in the end, he just like he just chooses destruction, which I think is kind of cool. Like it just uh, yeah, he's he the warden gives him the option yep. like you can live and you can escape, mm-hmm. or like you push that button and the entire not only we die, but everything in the universe dies. Yeah, right. And he and his his decision is like, well, 
I'm just going to push the button and kill literally everything because like what we've seen of to this point and you don't get the sense that he went if he escaped he would go live a life of no of of pleasure right he would go live a life where every single time he talked to someone he ended up killing them and and also maybe a commentary on prison life right yeah there's no like recidivism is is off the charts because right. you when in prison you learn how to be brutal yep um, and, and he chooses death for not only himself and for the warden, but for everyone, because the world, that world is not worth saving. Right. The world that this exists within feels like hell, like it's hellish, but yeah. it also feels like, like they're not invincible, like they're not invulnerable, but it feels like they are sort of superhero leveled up. Like he falls like hundreds of feet or whatever thousands of feet right there's to, like, like knives go through his head and then he, yeah. he'll like pull pull them out or like someone will gut him and he'll like just put his guts back in um he's covered in blood for the entire thing yeah he, and and when he's cleaned up he cuts his own head so that blood drips back over his face yeah so the, like he's has a blood mask the entire kind of rules yeah what's well, also really weird i don't know if i can find it in here um there's it may it might be the cover that you have like so this whole book is black and white like it looks like someone like literally on like a note like not it's not like lines yeah. but like just like doodled with like a black pen right mm -hmm. but like there's covers of this there's art out there that is in color and i'm like this i didn't know like what I, I flipped through and i knew it was black and white but like i made the art for this before we read it and like it feels so weird to me to look at like the prison pit cover and be like, I don't want to know like what he looks like color wise. Like it feels like black and white yeah, is no, like how he should that, exist. That's, that's yeah, that's all wrong. Like there's this art that I'm not going to use anymore. I'm going to replace it. But like it's a white dude with the blood all over him, like killing a green goblin thing. And yeah. like I don't want that. Like I yeah. want like just everything. It should is, be like, the stark contrast between black and white. The blood is black. Like it almost feels like. Oh, that was I guess the book one, like the first like collection mm -hmm. or whatever. It almost feels like, and I don't want this either, but. When before he gets pushed into the pit, like the upstairs world or whatever should be in color, and then the the pit is just black and white. Yeah. But like maybe it's too on the nose or whatever. But it feels like down there, like there is no life, there's no color, just yeah. death. I like. I mean, and, and this might be a, a financial decision too, because it's so much more expensive to print in color than black and white. Sure. Um, as well as a, an aesthetic decision, you get the sense that Johnny Ryan is an aesthete, right? Like that he is sure. Like, he could be doing something much more commercial than this, but like his heart of hearts says, "No bros, no mercy, complete and total slaughter," right? Um, which is a which is a, a line from this that you quoted in your original Goodreads review, and then when I was reading it, I'm like, "That's gonna be the pull quote, yeah, yeah, yeah. for this." And I saw your Goodreads review, I'm like, cool, like that's it's the best line, yeah, for sure. It, it's it's. I mean, there's other good lines like, "Ah, your cum is killing me," <laughs> <laughs> or or "Ah, I suck at tentacles," <laughs> or initiating mind sweep refocusing thought systems calibrating cocktronic component <laughs> mechanized seminal energies merging bind boner computer complete yeah yeah i mean it's funny it's it's like it's funny in a very like uh i don't know like if if this had gotten to me i mean i still i love i love this book but if this had gotten to me when i was like 14 it would it would have been my favorite thing in the world yeah. So it may be a bad way, actually, honestly, <laughs> like maybe like now that I'm uh, like an old man, this is like 
like I can look at it through like this faded academic lens and be like, oh, it's actually about uh, the, the restorative justice. When like in reality, it's just like the the, the like lizard brain. This part dude of me just is, like, fucks things and kills things. It's like yeah, I liked it when he stabbed that guy in the face with his dick. His dick power is off the charts. It's yeah, and actually, there's something like that you you may have noticed in the in like the back half, not even the back half, maybe the back like eighth of the book as he's killing more and more people is that his his like crystal dick is getting bigger and bigger and yeah. bigger as it goes, like as he's killing more. And he's more getting people. horny from yeah. his murder. Yeah, yeah. Which is like also like obviously there is the view of this like you can sit down and dissect it from like looking at toxic masculinity and things like that too because it's like. You know, there's so much power in in yeah. the violence of this and power in, in like the phallus as a weapon um, and, and like all that stuff. This doesn't work for the art that I need for the episodes it needs to be mm-hmm. landscape, not portrait. But like if this were in a movie, this would precede like the coolest fucking scene in any movie ever where it's like him against everybody in prison, just like ready to kill them all. Yeah. Which is also like playing on a classic, like for sure, a, like a classic trope of, of it's that scene in Watchmen when Rorschach is like, I'm not stuck in here with you. You're stuck in here with me. Right. Right. The one guy fighting an entire prison. Um, it's, it's the raid. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's like, there's a million it's things. It's every cool movie. Yeah. Like you, like you think like, like this is awesome. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's such like a, a, a indulging a boyhood fantasy of what fighting and violence is like that, um, you know, but it takes it further than that in, in a way that I think is is actually like ends up being critical of violence. I would if I, I do you I, think I, so? Well, yeah, I think so. But I also suspect that if we were interviewing Johnny Ryan and I said that to him, he'd probably laugh at me. Maybe. Yeah. Which is like fine, because that's the way that it goes. Right. You know? Um but why, yeah. do you, why do you think that? Why do you think it's because of what you're saying before? Well, yeah, because it's like this world is not like it might it, it's it's it seems cool from a distance, but like if if you like put a critical eye on it and think like you know, at the end he chooses to die instead of to escape yeah. because because like the world's not worth saving. Right. Like you have to you have to think of it from from the point of well, view. Well, is of that like, is that like anti-violence or is that just like nihilist? It's well, it's I think it's nihilist, but but like I don't know. I don't think that it's I think it's consciously repulsive. Okay. He's he's creating a world where you uh if you actually wanted to live in it, you'd be like quite sick. Yeah, like I I, I kind of like that we don't know what like the quote unquote real world is like. Yeah, it's a good point. Yeah. Like we only like know this hell. Yeah. So because mm-hmm. like in the first like again, this is like seven hundred and thirty pages that you can probably read. Not I, like it this is this is over exaggerating, but like you could almost read this in an hour. Like it just flies through. Yeah. In the first like 10 of those pages, he gets kicked in the pit. And then he eventually like, you know, with like a hundred pages left, maybe climbs out. But like, there's almost all this is just like underground. So there's not even time for it to really be above ground. Yeah. But yeah. So what was, I think you mentioned, I don't remember if it was in the intro episode or if it was just when you were like scheduling, cultivating, curating this season is there a connection between either this book or Johnny Ryan and that movie Funny Pages? Oh uh, yeah, he did the he did he did the art. Yeah, he did the kids the kids art. Um, one of the most deeply unpleasant movies I've seen. <laughs> well, John, like you, get, it's important to understand that Johnny Ryan is a legend. Like he he is like a comics legend. He's not just like some guy that has a a, a book. Like he like even though if you go to his Instagram and look at his stuff now, like a lot of the stuff that he has is like. 
I forget the name of it, but it's like things like, you know, my mom fucked a horse and like, like comics with names like well, that. Well, I, I was looking at his, like his wiki, like uh, the bibliography. So like he was, pub- he published all this for Fantagraphics between yeah, right. 09 and 18. Press, by the way. But like right before that, he's got Johnny Ryan's triple X scumbag party. Uh-huh. He's got Blecky Yuccarella. Mm-hmm. He's a, uh, the classic comics club, KKK. Like it's just like he's got a lot of different stuff he's yeah. published over the course of the last 20 years. And then he was also the creative director of Looney Tunes. Insane. Yeah. Or something like that. I don't know if it's creative director, but it's not like he was in charge of Looney Tunes for a little bit. He wrote Looney Tunes cartoon. It just, it just says writer yeah. on here. Oh, okay. He also is this what is is this which is like it, it, like there is a direct um I, the, the, I i think there is a direct connection between looney tunes and something like prison pit because looney tunes is the uh it is the 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 violence that appeals to children yes right like the you know frying pan on the head falling off a cliff it's it's a bloodless violence and and like it's the kind of violence that like you know causes kids to like like, like the same way that like professional wrestling will like cause a kid to do an elbow drop on his brother off the couch when they're like and actually hurt him, three yeah. years mm-hmm, old, mm-hmm. right? So so like he is taking like the bloodless violence of Looney Tunes and applying it in in, in like a much more adult way sure. to this. Like but it's the same basic instinct. Right. But you get the sense that like he would like to have Wile E. Coyote fuck the Roadrunner to death or something like that. Well, now that that uh, Acme versus whatever movie just got canceled, although this this episode comes out in like months, but like Max killed another almost fully done movie. Yeah, which is interesting because they're, uh, the people involved in it are significantly more powerful than the people that were involved in the Batgirl mm-hmm. thing. And uh, there's, it seems like people are much more mad about this, probably because the SGA strike empowered people and the WGA strike empowered people to actually complain about their corporate overlords. Also because I think people are just kind of burnt out on superheroes. It's like, you know, as, as much I would, I would have liked to see the Batgirl movie, but like, I think people are just like, we don't need another one of those, but like this feels like we, we do need more Looney Tunes stuff. Cause yeah. like it, it feels, um, Especially because we're now living in a era when almost it seems like almost all IP stuff is geared toward forty year olds, and like we haven't seen any Looney Tunes esque things in a really long time. Yeah, um, Space Jam aside, which doesn't really count, I don't think. Um, yeah, like it seems like you know, oh, we've run out of other stuff to bring back. Let's bring back Looney Tunes for the forty year olds. But like Looney Tunes is is. I don't know, man. That shit all holds up. Well, I think there, there was like when HBO Max, before Max, but when the HBO Max app launched a couple of years ago, people were like, oh my God, it's got Adult Swim, it's got this, mm. it's got that. It's like, oh shit, it's got every Looney Tunes ever. Yeah, like yeah. it felt like just kind of like this added bonus and then they got rid of like half of it. And then I think when it became Max, they got rid of another like big chunk of it. Well, it also, it hurts, Looney, you know what hurts Looney Tunes is is uh, like streamable service because um, I remember- I rent this is even before streamable. I believe her name, right? Yeah. But we rented uh uh like Looney Tunes discs and yeah. one of the discs was it was just Roadrunner cartoons. And so we watched all the Roadrunner cartoons like two hours worth. And it was insane to watch them back to back to back because they're all exactly the same thing. Do you know that the first ever Roadrunner Wiley Cody cartoon is called The Fast and the Furious? Yeah, I did know that. It's a good cartoon too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when I I knew that. And then when HBO Max launched, I'm like, I gotta watch this. And it's good. It's like from 1955. Did you cover it for the podcast? No, I, we should. talked We talked about it on the podcast. You should. Um, is there more to talk about with prison? Pit? I know we have eggs email and yeah, egg I think, was not, was I, not I, I think fine. There, I think there is. Um, 
I mean, just from a design perspective, he uses so much um, like blank space sure. on the pages. Yeah, like, yeah, th- yeah. There, there are lots of spaces where it's like, oh, I just turned through three or four pages and every panel was just complete black. Well, I think that I think that the the black thing, but like the fading in, it's not it's not it's not the right word, but like the the field of vision getting smaller or bigger or like becoming mm-hmm. slightly more black and then becoming black for a couple pages. Like it's cool. Like it's cinematic in a way that like I didn't know, not didn't know, but like. Never really thought about that still imagery could be. Well, there's also like the ultimate evil thing, which is like similar to like the evil in like the fifth element or something like that, which is which they call the sky cancer mm-hmm. in this, which is like this black cloud that uses the negative space to create eyes and like mouths with teeth. It's super creepy. Um, yeah, it's really like brilliantly designed. And sometimes that takes up the entire page, in which case it looks almost like this like big like almost like halloween-esque painting yeah. of, of of like these six smiles with just like uh that space filled in by white by the absence of like the yep. black which yep. is the surface area of this sky cancer um and and so like there's stuff like that that like you know betrays the the crudeness of of the drawings i mean the crudeness of the drawings is in line with the crudeness of the content for sure right and and so like that like the the blood and guts of it um i i think like is presented in a like quote unquote juvenile way of like the the black and white drawing and the you know the lack of background really um the lack of depth all all of it's like it's very two-dimensional um and like all of that feeds into this idea of it being uh sort of like the notebook fantasy of a high school kid right um, and, and like that really appeals to me in a way that, um, I don't know that I can justify on, on anything more than like a reptilian brain level. This is, I don't, and I, uh, this is not meant as a criticism, but this is like probably by far our most simplistic art that we covered all season. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, Coyote Dog Girl is not that complex either, but it's like, but it, it has color, the, the watercolor, right? like yeah, skies yeah, yeah. and stuff like that. Like, yeah. I mean, again, this one summer is not enormously right. complex but there's like grades and shade like this just feels like and again not a compliment or not a, not an insult just like it feels by design like this is going to be like i'm gonna this is just like again yeah the wet dream of a high school boy or whatever. what are what other stuff do you think that this book is in conversation with so this is this is like as as the question that we would ask johnny ryan if he were here like we'd ask him what like what he would recommend if if they if a well, person were to read this and if they would like other stuff. I mean, like, in your Goodreads review, I think you mentioned Brawl and Cellbot 99, did, yeah. which it just feels like it's all the things we were talking about before. It's like the raid. It's just like, do you want to see like one dude just fuck up a bunch of dudes? Mm-hmm. And then Mad Max feels obvious too. From, sure. From, from a character design standpoint, right? Yeah. And, and, a, and a sort of apocalyptic world standpoint. I'm trying to think like there's probably a bunch of stuff. Mm-hmm. Because I think it's like anything that's like anti-society almost in well, a way. Well, there's also, I mean, if you think of, there's like, of course, like Kelly Sue DeConnick's Bitch Planet, which is like a very different, because that's like a super, uh, like, agitproppy feminist take on this kind of material. Bitch um, so you, like, you've, you've mentioned it before. I don't remember what it looks like, though. Yeah. Let me see. Uh, so, uh, I mean, it doesn't look, it doesn't look like. But it's that, but it's, 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 that kind it's, of feel. It's like uh, all, like, women are, are on like okay, a, prison, okay. yep. a prison planet. Okay. Um, yeah. And then it's similar to like, uh, other prison escape movies, right? Cause essentially sure. this, this is a prison escape movie. It's just, instead of using like craftiness and clever, it's like about brute force, right? 
So like it's lockdown where it's escape from Alcatraz, lockdown but so it's, good. but it's like, and it's also similar to lockdown because it's, he's got to escape from like a thing yes. and get out. Well, I think also, um, there's there, I mean, there's definitely, and you know, not just lockout, but like if there's like sci-fi elements, like with like the, the, like the lunar Rover kind of like thing uh-huh. descending, but yeah, it does. Like we've talked about, I don't know if we talked about it on here, but you said that one of your most consistent types of movies is like gambling movies. Oh yeah, like, yeah, for sure. They're not always fun, but I think like prison movies are almost, are usually really good too. It's yeah. Cause it's like, there's such a baked in formula, right? right? Like you, you have the authority, which you know, you're not on the side of Yep. Uh, the prisoner, which is an anti-hero through the, just through the value of us knowing that they are incarcerated, mm-hmm. right? Even though they might be wrongly incarcerated. Um, and then there is like, a system that they have to develop yes. to, to like, get, like it's very, it's, it's very similar to a heist movie, like built in, in the opposite way. Like, whereas a heist movie, you have to like build a team to get into something and have a like, like really complex plan. It's the, it's the exact same thing, just in the yep. opposite direction. Have you seen or heard of the, it's a Canon films, like Golden Globus 1985 movie, runaway train. Uh, with John Voight. Yeah. 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 We, we, weren't we just talking about that? Maybe. Have you seen it or no? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Cause we just watched it for too fast. So it starts with a prison break mm. and it ends with John Voight choosing destruction where he just like, yeah. he just like, no, I'm going to try to crash this spoilers. going to crash this runaway train into a nuclear reactor and kill you and me. And yeah, like, instead brutal. of, yeah. So like it's this basically mm. sort of, I mean, there's, there's elements of this in that or that and this or whatever. Yeah. Plus like John Voight kills all those people with his dick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's like this dick sired Angelina Jolie. Now I'm going to kill you with it. I think that movie probably came out before Angelina. No, that's eighty-five. She's eighty-five. That's that's that late. Mm-hmm. Wow, I thought that movie was like seventies. So what's what's even crazier about that movie, and we'll we'll stop talking about the movie, is that he and Eric Roberts were both nominated for best. Oh, that's right, Eric act, Roberts, best acting Oscars. Yeah, yeah, for that. Well, movie. Eric Roberts rules. Like that guy is not in that movie. No, you don't. You don't think so? He's got I mean, like he, a deep Southern accent to the point where it's just like this is a, this is a comic. Eric, Eric Roberts has the tendency to overdo it. He's I'll, also I'll, been I'll, in like I'll he's made seventy five movies this year. No, but that's because he. I know he's like, I know. he's got problems. I know. Um, like all people who end up making 75 movies in a year, like he's got, you know, he, but, but like there was a time when he was like, cool. I don't know. But like he, he, I know like Mickey Rourke always talks about him as someone who like when Mickey Rourke won the Oscar, did he win the Oscar for the wrestler? I think he, so. He won something for the wrestler. And like in his speech, he was like, you know, people gave me a shot. I want you guys to give Eric Roberts another really? shot. And like nobody did. Mm, well, he's also Julia Roberts' brother. Yeah, and Emma Roberts' dad. It's Emma Roberts' dad. Yeah. Wow. Mm. Uh huh. I do think that like there, but there is something about like the being inside has broken me so profoundly that I can't imagine a life on the outside, and I would rather be dead and mm-hmm. kill my captor. Yeah. yeah. Than try to like just have the idea of possibly living free. Yeah. Fucked up. Sad. Plus like the Holocaust brothers is like such that's such like a running man concept. Yeah. Right? Like, oh no, now they're going to get the Holocaust brothers. They're coming out. They're gonna get you. And the crowd is just like, not the Holocaust brothers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's the there's the guy whose name is undigestible scrotum. And at uh-huh. one point he goes, Yeah, yeah. 
you digested yeah, yeah. my scrotum. Of course, like, you know, it, that's the, that's a real Chekhov's gun moment. It's like the second this guy is like, he's got an undigestible scrotum, you know that scrotum is getting eaten and shit out. Well, I told you, like, as I was reading this, like, I was looking for art, and there's the one where, like, the small creature starts jerking off yeah. and coming so much that he becomes a gigantic cum monster uh-huh. yeah, yeah. that then absorbs our hero. Uh-huh. And then he fights his way up. And I'm just like, yeah. Where do you come up with this? Uh, yeah. I mean, I think it's like a probably a first thought, best thought <laughs> scenario. I also do like that there is a line that I screenshotted. Uh, computers suck shit because the suck shit is our, you know, yeah, each our running yeah. thing. Yeah, I feel more powerful than ever. Even my dick power is off the charts. Holocaust brothers all day, bitch. Um, no bros, no mercy, complete and total slaughter. Yeah, it's it's like, you know, he's indulging a, a very like id component of of himself i guess but like the readership for sure i think there is something you know like first thought best thought whatever i think there's something fun where just like like there's those things where it's like 24 hour film festival or whatever where like in in 24 hours you're supposed to like write and shoot uh-huh. and edit and whatever it just feels like you're just like all right fucking holocaust brother it's like let's run with it and let's just see like where that goes uh yeah he's also doing something that's like super metal Right. It's like when when you have like, a, you know, a band that's called like Christ Killer or something yeah. like that. It's like they're it's, probably it's, it's like, like sweet guys who have families. It's, thing, right? it's, it's just like I'm going to I'm going to I know there are people out there who like are hungry for this. I'm going to make money on it. And also, like, I think it's funny or I'm going you know yeah, to indulge this part so that it can become something. Yeah. And again, I think like all of the. Like I, you know, when I, when I apply any kind of academic filter to this stuff, I fully embrace the fact that Johnny Ryan would laugh at that and just, sure. be, and, or like roll his eyes at it at the very little, at the very least. But that doesn't mean that it's not there. It doesn't mean that there's not like. He also might appreciate it, but like he just will also laugh in your face about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't mean that there's not like a, uh, even if he's not doing it intentionally, there is still like a component where it's like, you know, we live in a society. Ugh. Okay, George Costanza. <laughs> we live in a society. <laughs> We live. <laughs> the, <laughs> the world in which we live um, has presented us with the, with like a sort of unending stream of of prison and violence, and and so like that can't help but bleed into uh, other world, other sure, like sure. the art world, which which like inevitably comments on it, even if that commentary is self consciously juvenile. Um, in a lot of ways, self-consciously juvenile stuff hits us with much more powerful ideas than stuff that is consciously academic because it's, it's, uh, you know, it's a Trojan horse. Mm-hmm. You want to read the eggs email? Yeah. We have, oh, we also have another email we're not going to read. You don't want to read that? Do you want me to read it? Uh, no, you don't have to. I can if you want. Anyway, this, so this guy, he, he was, his name is, uh, uh, I think, uh, Ryan. Um, it's not. Do you want his real name? <laughs> I don't care. Okay. He was very critical of Joey during and, and me a little bit, but Joey got the brunt of this. In what he what seems like he listened to five minutes of yeah, one yeah. of our episodes. But he was trying to he was he was like uh I'm gonna try to keep my constructive criticism. My, this is my it criticism starts off with this is an honest attempt at some constructive criticism. Yeah, and then he and then he like is very pedantic about like uh how the questions that Joey were asking were not the questions that David Markson was interested in and how when, when reading something, it's not really up to you to ask questions. It's up to 
the it's it, it, what, what's up to you is to determine the author's intent, not to determine your intent in reading the book and then question the author about that, which is like sort of fascinating because it's like you think that like your duty as a listener to a podcast would be to determine the podcaster's intent and not foist your mm-hmm. intent upon the podcasters, um, which is, you know, no, fine. I actually like I, I in, in some ways, like I agree with I, I actually in some ways agree with what he's saying about that. I don't remember that conversation well enough to know if it was an accurate. Uh, also, who gives a shit? Yeah. If it was an accurate thing about you, I, the guy was like kind of a dick about it in, in the way that he was. Oh, he was totally a dick about it in the way that he was saying it. And then he ends up by going, cheers, fellas. Oh, his name's Kevin. That's right. Cheers, mm-hmm. fellas. Kevin. It's like, all right, Kevin. He also recommended we watch Michael Haneke's cash. Yeah. that guy, Okay. Which I is mean, like, yeah, we've seen it. Yeah. Not a small movie. <laughs> Let me tell you about a little, a little tiny film by a man named Michael Hanukkah. And it's like, oh yeah, that guy that like 10 years ago, everybody was obsessed with and every like film bro, like, Mm -hmm. uh, started shitting their pants over. It wasn't that movie though. Funny games. No, it was, it was, uh, I think the white ribbon was the one that everyone started really going crazy about, but funny games. Yeah. He remade his own movie in English. Yeah. And then, yeah. Uh, the, the, the one scene in, in, in cash is, is I think it's in that movie. The kid, like kills a chicken or something with an ax and the blood splatters on his face, but it like gets in his eye and the kid like still is like looking in the camera after the blood has hit him in the eye and the blood like drips down on his eyeball. And it's like, I've always been fascinated with that scene. I'm not going to listen to Michael Hanukkah's commentary like this guy suggested. Oh yeah. He wanted us to watch the movie and then watch it again with the commentary so he could understand art- artistic intent. And he doesn't, he doesn't, the reason is so that, you could learn that the artist doesn't always have to explain themselves. It's like, dude, we're dissecting books. Here. Like, yeah, what, yeah, what yeah. the fuck? We, we, anyway, he he also had a real problem with like, I think you self-identifying as a white male. <laughs> like he was like he was like, ah, uh, eh, what do I care that you're white male? I'm also a white male. I don't have to go put in my white maleness on everything. And it's like, well, you, but you already are. Uh-huh. That's like kind of the point. Also, only white males are recommending Michael Haneke films. So like, <laughs> fuck off, dude. <laughs> Or as we said in response to him, cool, thanks. Yeah. Anyway, if you want to dunk on us, lottery at Cage Club, I mean, we'd love to hear from you. Meg's reaction to Prison Pit. Yeah. I did not like this graphic novel. Yeah, no kidding. I I mean, I like, I knew that Meg was not going to like this book. I don't. It was not to my taste. Sure. Although it was so short, this might have been my least favorite thing I've read for the podcast. Uh, it's her Giles Go Boy. Yeah. What's your guy's good boy? No, I mean you pick everything, so you like everything, but I don't like everything. Prep? No. Uh keep going. I'll think of it. Some of the quips were kind of funny, but I mostly found the characters to be annoying. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of the point though, right? Like they're well, all supposed to be like, annoying, but like mm-hmm. they're like definitely unpleasant. I will say I thought the illustrations were effective. The use of just black and white worked really well for what the novel was doing because it blurred the line of blood slash grime, and it also worked really well for the various transitions. All in all, I don't plan on recommending this book to anyone. It would be funny if she did, though. It would be funny if you did, too, if you just, like, brought this book to yoga and was like, you got to read Prison Pit. I know you guys want a book club. May I suggest Prison Pit? You gotta read Prison Pit. Gotta read it's Prison like a, Pit. Do, do you know that uh, um, that SNL sketch 
with Scarlett Johansson where she's like a chandelier saleswoman Mm-mm. and she's just going like, look at this one, look at this one. And then Fred Armisen is just like, you gotta get a chandelier. Like they're really <laughs> trying to sell chandeliers to people. I'm imagining myself in a store, owning a bookstore and everyone that comes in is like, you gotta get prison pit. <laughs> you gotta get prison pit. They're like prison pit sales are up 85% <laughs> and no one knows why. <laughs> And like, and then like my bookstore goes broke because nobody comes back to it they're just because like, all you've bought like that guy, pit. that guy recommended prison. I'm never going back to his bookstore every again. Bo- every book in your store is prison pit. So you have no repeat customers because you only sell prison. Yeah. Pit. Yeah. Do you know your least favorite book or no? Uh, um, my least favorite book. Oh. It might be, um, it might be. It was Hail Andy Weir one. Yeah. Yeah. Because it was one of the five books I've picked yeah, for this yeah, podcast. Yeah, that book stunk. Um, <laughs> Keep reading. <laughs> Today's crime is crime itself. You got to get up every morning with a smile on your face and show the world all the love in your heart. Then people gonna treat you better. You're gonna find, yes, you will. That you're beautiful.